Good morning, and welcome to Downside Abbey. On this, the solemnity of St. Gregory the Great. Before we start, can I draw your attention to page 10 of the Order of Service, please? <coughs> you see at communion, halfway down the page, Sir Vaughan Williams, oh how amiable. And then at the bottom, four lines up, it says, all stand and sing. That's you. <laughs> it's, I hope, a familiar tune, and I hope the words are familiar also. Two slight hazards, it's a little higher in pitch than you might be accustomed to. And also the first note of each line is going to be longer than you might expect. So forewarned, I hope you'll join in with great spirit in that part of the service as much as all the others. Thank you. The opening can be found on page three of the Order of Service, Apostle of the English.
through the intercession of our Father, Pope Seth Gregory, who sent the first missionaries to our land. Endow, we pray, with the spirit of wisdom, those to whom you have given authority to govern, that the flourishing of a holy flock may become the eternal joy of the shepherds. To our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever. of wisdom. I prayed and understanding was given to me. I entreated and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I esteemed her more than scepters and thrones. Compared with her, I held riches as nothing. I reckon no priceless stone to be her peer, but compared with her, all gold is a pinch of sand, and beside her, her silver ranks as mud. I loved her more than health or beauty, preferred her to light since her radiance never sleeps. May God grant me to speak as he, he would wish and express thoughts worthy of gifts, since he himself is the guide of wisdom, since he directs the sages. We are indeed in his hand, we ourselves and our words, with all the understanding too and technical knowledge. The word of the Lord. shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. He leads me to revive my drooping spirit. He guides me along the right path. He is true to his name.
If I should walk in the valley of darkness, no evil would I fear. You are there with your crook and your staff. With these you give me comfort. prepared a banquet for me in the sight of my foes my head you have anointed with oil my cup is overflowing and kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. In the Lord's own house shall I dwell forever and ever. first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. It was our God who gave us the courage to proclaim his good news for you in face of great opposition. We have not taken to preaching because we are deluded or immoral or trying to deceive anyone. It was God who decided that we were fit to be entrusted with the good news. And when we are speaking, we are not trying to please men, but God, who can read our inmost thoughts. You know very well, and we can swear it before God, that never at any time have our speeches been simple flattery or a cover for trying to get money, nor have we ever looked for special honour from men, either from you or anybody else, when we could have imposed ourselves on you with full weight as apostles of Christ. Instead, we were unassuming, like a mother feeding and looking after her own children. We felt so devoted to you and protective towards you and had come to love you so much that we were eager to hand over to you not only the good news, but our whole lives as well. The word of the Lord.
the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he put this question to his disciples. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say he is John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he said, who do you say I am? Then Simon Peter spoke up. You are the Christ, he said, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are a happy man. Because it was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. So I now say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. The second and gospel readings today are drawn from the Mass for St. Gregory the Great. They remind us that as Pope and pastor, he was entrusted with preserving and sharing the faith and teaching of Christ handed down to him from St. Peter and the first apostles. But perhaps it is the first reading from the wisdom of Solomon that might have more resonance with us today. It reminds us that understanding comes through prayer. What we need is not wealth, but the wisdom of which the reading speaks. It is wisdom which brings us a deep insight into the really important values in life. To have such wisdom is real wealth because it opens the key to happiness and security. And is that not what we all long for? Today we celebrate our patronal feast. We gather in this beautiful church dedicated to St. Gregory. Of course, it's also a day tinged with sadness for many of us as the community leave behind this wonderful church and monastery, treasures or wealth in their own way. In the spirit of that first reading, we're letting go such treasures as these as we seek a new understanding of our monastic mission and in seeking that true wisdom our scriptures speak of. I wrote those words over a week ago 
and acknowledging that this would be a special day, I wanted to prepare my homily well in advance. Oh, the plans of mice and men. In the end, it wasn't until yesterday that I was able to return to preparing these few words. So much for being organized and prepared. The details and complexities of moving and discussing what we leave behind have been quite overwhelming in recent weeks. Of course, no matter how organized we think we are, life never goes in the direction we ourselves plan or expect. Indeed, who would have thought that the monastic community would be leaving these fine buildings today? Or that a community so strong and vibrant only a generation ago is now a handful of monks? A community which made two foundations to Ealing and Worth, and we welcome the present and former abbots of those communities who are with us today. St. Gregory's, a community whose history goes back four centuries and numbers many great men and saints, but yes, sadly, a few sinners too. Who would have predicted such changes? But the strength of this community of St. Gregory the Great is its resilience its ability to change and adapt. The monks who settled in Dawe in 1606 and as the community of St. Gregory's revived the English Benedictine tradition after the suppression of the monasteries might have wondered what their future would be, but certainly didn't envisage being forcibly exiled in 1795 by French revolutionary forces the community made a temporary home to Acton Bunnell in Shropshire, expecting and planning to eventually move back to France. But instead, they moved here to Downside in 1814. Today, after 208 years, the community of St. Gregory the Great is on the move again to another temporary home at Southgate, Buckfast. The Lord leads us, as always, in his own chosen paths, not the ones we expect, plan, or would often choose. It's been a strange time for our monks, but then moving home is always difficult. Apparently, along with relationship breakups and the loss of a loved one, Moving house is frequently cited as one of life's most stressful events. Undoubtedly, moving can be a time of great anxiety, and it's because it involves having to cope with change. Most of us like familiarity, routine, and order. To their credits, the community have embraced this move with a firm conviction that it is the right thing to be doing, even if it poses the usual problems of deciding what to pack and what to leave behind. Downsizing is never easy, even for monks. We do have one advantage over many others, of course. Routine and order are very much part of our lives. 
And amidst all the packing boxes, the monks look to the stability that our routine of prayer and lexio provides. Today, that round of prayer moves to the chapel at Southgate House. Our monastic life continues. It is that continuity to prayer that has marked this community of St. Gregory for the last 416 years, whether they have been missionary priests to England and Wales, whether they be educators, pastors, gardeners, or abbots. We pray and hope that these grand buildings, especially this magnificent church, will continue to inspire and be of benefit to others. Sadly, in so many ways, though, they no longer suit the needs or the changing mission of our small community. I think it is this message that the brethren would want to share with you, that they leave here purely and simply to revitalize their mission and live as monks, to put aside such treasures in order to seek and embrace the wisdom of God, to discern how the community St. Gregory might find a new understanding and mission to our church and to our congregation. Today, we are not saying goodbye to everyone. Indeed, we hope and pray that our relationships with you in its many different forms will continue. But yes, from a different address. Someone once wrote about moving Dare to be brave. Move out of your old house and start anew. You'll be surprised at the great things life will have in store for you. Yes, in some ways, in many ways, we've dared to be brave, or more pointedly, to trust in God. And in the whole process of our discernment and discussions, we have relied on the Holy Spirit to guide our path. We equally believe that the Lord has yet more for this community of St. Gregory to do in the years ahead. The psalm today reminds us that in our letting go of all things, in trusting in the Lord, even into the unknown or valley of darkness, God is with us. Today's patron understood change and confusion. And although a man of many political, cultural, and religious achievements, nothing matched his desire and success in purely being a man of God. Ultimately, this is what we all seek. Of course, many perhaps know St. Gregory best for sending St. Augustine to England. Before being elected Pope, he'd wanted to travel to England himself to carry out this missionary work but was prevented by the people of Rome who needed him more urgently. But his desire that the gospel be preached to England remained so deep within him that later he would commission St. Augustine to preach the gospel to the English, dispatching 40 monks from his own monastery of St. Andrew under the leadership of St. Augustine. The Venerable Bede says, if Gregory be not an apostle, apostle to others, he is one to us. St. Gregory sent missionaries to England to preach and live the gospel. 
as we gather to celebrate his feast, we too are called upon to be missionaries. As Gregorians, monks, pupils, past pupils, staff, or indeed any who come to share the Eucharist with us here in this great church dedicated to his name, we too are being entrusted to ensure that the gospel message is proclaimed. We too, in a sense, are being sent forth by St. Gregory to share the faith, the gospel message, by word and example. In our different stages of life, in our different roles, wherever that may be in the world, or indeed here or at Southgate, May we be missionaries for Christ, sent from this Mass, from this Basilica Church of St. Gregory the Great. An Eastern philosopher once said, Wherever you go, go with all your heart. I'm sure that some of those hearts will be heavy. There will undoubtedly be some looking back. But nevertheless, the community do dare to move, and they do so with purpose, hope, faith, and resolution. Pray for them, as they will undoubtedly be praying for you. Let us stand and confess our faith.
bring to mind his many blessings on us. Let us ask for all the graces we need to live together as true Christians. On our patronal feast, we pray that God may continue to guide and bless our extended Gregorian family, and especially all who worship here that we may all be worthy disciples and share the gospel message with those we meet. Lord, in your May the war inflicted upon Ukraine by Russia swiftly come to an end, so that peace will restore broken lives and lead to stability and harmony. Lord, in your We pray for all refugees, migrants and the dispossessed. We remember especially the millions seeking sanctuary from Ukraine at this time. Lord, in your we pray for the community of St. Gregory the Great as they move from here. May they be strengthened and blessed in their vocation and continuing mission in this country. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for all the sick and those who have asked for our prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear In a moment of silence, we pray for our own intentions. God our Father, you have called us together to live in the community of the Christian Church. Through the intercession of St. Gregory the Great, Hear our prayers and strengthen the love we have for you and each other. We ask this through Christ our Lord.
brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant our supplication, we pray, O Lord, that this sacrifice we present in celebration of St. Gregory may be for our good, since through its offering you have loosed the offences of all the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as on the festival of St. Gregory the Great you bid your Church rejoice, so too you strengthen her by the example of his holy life, teach her by his words of preaching, and keep her safe in answer to his prayers. And so, with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. Holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, Graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, 
at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven. And as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with Saint Gregory, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Declan, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your end. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children, scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, 
give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Both of him and with him and within him, our God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, forever and ever. the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all, and with your spirit.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, my soul shall be
Let us pray. Through Christ the Teacher, O Lord, instruct those you feed with Christ the Living Bread, that on the feast day of St. Gregory they may learn your truth and express it in works of charity. Through Christ our Lord. I'd like to just take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us here today. We've tried to organize this celebration to reflect the many parts of our Gregorian family by inviting our staff and pupils, representatives from our oblates, former staff, former pupils, governors, friends, and members of our wider Benedictine family and diocesan clergy. I'm especially grateful to Bishop Declan for being with us here today. Someone who's been such a support and friend for this community over many years. Sadly, the Abbot President couldn't be with us today, but he sends his greetings. So he's isolating after a bout of COVID. Of course, we'd have liked to invite an awful lot more people, but we hope that this cross-section mirrors our relationship with you all. And sadly, I can't invite you all to lunch afterwards. Um, but those with uh, our formal invitations, if you'd like to wait uh, after the Mass, and the heads of school will come and escort you, show you where to go uh, down into the well. My thanks to the servers and choir, but also especially to Father James, who's... Uh, <laughs> whose long tenure as monastic MC ends today, probably. <laughs> the Lord be with you. May God, the glory and joy of the saints, who has caused you to be strengthened by means of their outstanding prayers, bless you with unending blessings. Freed through their intercession from present ills and formed by the example of their holy way of life, may you ever be devoted to serving God and your neighbor. So that, together with all, you may possess the joys of the homeland where Holy Church rejoices that her children are admitted in perpetual peace to the company of the citizens of heaven. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord.